So we are in uh, Isaiah. We've been walking through um, the book of Isaiah through the season of Advent um, into Epiphany. And we've been following along with the lectionary. And, and really what we've been picking out, what the lectionary picks and pulls out during this time is the same message. Uh, everything's going to be okay. That There is this vision, this hope, this glory at the end uh, that um, it is true and is real and is promised. And in the meantime, it may get a little, you know, tough and difficult, but this is the end vision, this hope. At the end, um, in uh, Isaiah 42, we are introduced to, uh, you ever have a feeling that somebody's standing right behind you? And you just, you're, sorry, um, <laughs> three someones. Uh, so in, in Isaiah 42, we're introduced to the first of the servant songs, so-called servant songs. And, and in these servant songs, um, it, it de- kind of sings to us, it, it describes to us who this person who is going to bring freedom, relief, uh, from captivity, who is going to bring salvation is kind of this this beautiful portrait of who this person is going to be. As we talked about last week, the the image kind of is very debated in scholarly realms as to who the servant is. Uh, I don't get into I'm not smart enough to get into these scholastic debates. So I stay out of them and let people other than me fight. And then I just like get to pick up who's left. Uh, but for me, what what I see is. Um, the servant is Israel. Yes. The servant is Jesus. Yep. And the servant is us. You betcha. I see this whole broad spectrum of who this servant is. In, in 42, it's God speaking through this servant song. God saying who the servant is going to be, who, what they are going to do, how they are going to act and interact with the rest of the world. In 49, we get to hear from the servant. The servant takes over the song. Listen to me, all of you in far off lands. If you remember in 42, what does it say the servant is going to do? Talk to far off lands. He opens with this. Listen to me, all of you in far off lands. The Lord called me before my birth. From within the womb, he called me by name. He made my words of judgment as sharp as a sword. He has hidden me in the shadow of his hand. I am like a sharp arrow in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, and you will bring me glory. I replied, but my work all seems so useless. I've spent my strength for nothing and to no purpose at all. Yet I leave it all in the Lord's hand. I will trust God for my reward. And now the Lord speaks. He who formed me in my mother's womb to be his servant, who commissioned me, To bring his people of Israel back to him. The Lord has honored me. And my God has given me strength. He says, you will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. I will make you a light to the Gentiles. And you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, in chapter 48, what's happening, the people of Israel find themselves um, exiled in Babylon. And in 48, God kind of shows them how they're going to get out of that. He, he lifts up Cyrus. He, he goes through this whole thing of, look, I told you that you are going to be free. And I don't lie. So it's going to happen. Here's how you're going to get out of captivity. I am lifting up Cyrus to lead you from the Babylonian Empire into the promised land. He anoints and lifts up Cyrus to be this leader. Now, 
that takes care of the separation of the people of Israel from the promised land. But what it doesn't address is the separation of the people of Israel from God. See, there's, there's two different forms of captivity and exile that are going on here. One is this physical aspect of it. The other side, which in, in large part is be, the fact that they are exiled physically is because of this other side, is the spiritual aspect, that they've cut themselves off from God. That they have begun to dabble with other gods and, and spread their love around. So they've removed themselves from a relationship with him. So what God does here in 49 is you have 48 plans in Cyrus. Now we get to 49 in the servant. This is how I am going to restore my relationship with you. This is how I am going to bring you back to me. I'm going to do it through the servant. I'm going to do it through the one who preaches my name, who brings light into a world of darkness. The servant, pretty confident. In my mother's womb, I was called by name, commissioned. In the first stanza, he mentions it. Down lower, mentions it again. There's no doubt that this servant was chosen by God to bring the light to the Gentiles, to the people of Israel, to all people. That's the message that I get through Isaiah, is that it's not just for the Jews. It's for all people. If you remember in the very first Sunday of Advent, when um, King Ahaz is visited by Isaiah and the image that he gives him is that the temple of the Lord will rise up and all people will come. It begins there from the first image, from the first prophecy, from the time that, that God starts talking to the people of Israel. It's not just about you. Yes, you're very important. Yes, from you will come the servant. From you will come Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But it's also about everyone else. My love, God's love, it's not narrow. It's wide and deep. Now, before our computerized drum decided to take the rest of the Sunday off, we were supposed to sing another song called Oceans. It's from Hillsong United. August, or Jordan has sung it uh, once before in here. And, um, and then I've heard it a lot on K-Love. And I, I walked up to Daryl. I don't know if any of you can read lips. But what I said to Daryl, because he's like, yeah, we, we can't do that song without it. I went, dude, that song is my jam, um, is, what I, is what I told him. And I, I don't know, it's uh, Oceans, and, and what's the subtitle of it is uh, something about feet in deep. It's, I can't read that far away. Where feet may fall. Thank you, Stace. Um, where feet may fall. And the, and the beautiful picture of this song is the first time that it was that it was uh, song in here um, was the first time I'd heard it. I don't listen to K-Love very often. Um, I just, just don't uh, think of me what you will. But, um, and so I'd never heard it before. And, and I hear it this time when they, they deliver it and, and Jordan was singing it. And it was just was beautiful. I, I think it was on a day that Matt Dixon was leading worship, actually, and they were all seated. And it was like New Heights Unplugged. It was a kind of a weird vibe for us. Um, and, and they sang it. And I was like, oh, that song was really cool and awesome. And um, but there was other awkwardness going on in the day. But one of the things that Jenna 
told me uh, was because the bridge in this song is spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever father calls me and, you know, take me deeper. So Jenna looks at me and she's like, no, thank you. (laughs) You know, like, I I don't want to do that. You know, spirit, lead me out to places that are really scary. Hey, God, I'm doing okay right now. Things are going well. Let's shake it up a little bit and see what's going to happen. You know, let's just grab the Coke can, shake it up a whole lot, and then open it. Oh, my gosh, it's sprayed all over my face. No kidding. You know, it's like take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger. You know, that's a bold statement right there. You stand up in this bridge, they progress through it and you sing it and you sing it and you sing it and they build upon it. And it's just like, I don't always want to do that. Spirit, lead me where I get scared so that I can be stronger and know you more. See, that's what God's asking us to do. Here's the thing about what's going on here in Isaiah is they've been given this picture, this image. They've been given this vision of what it will look like when the temple rises and all nations will come. They've been given this image over and over again that at the end of the story, God wins, that all things are brought to renewal, that what is broken will be fixed, that death will no longer have any control over anyone because at the end, God wins. That's the image. That's the final. That's the hope. But they're lost in Babylon. They're slaves. They need this story of redemption. These words coming to them are about redemption and reclamation and salvation. But in order to get there, they're going to have to cross some very deep waters. In order to get there, to that picture, to that image, to that end, they're going to have to trust and to move into areas without borders. But they're going to have to know that when I call upon your name, you keep my eyes above the waves. My soul will rest in your embrace. I am yours and you are mine. When you walk out into that water and those waves start coming, it is God who goes, hey, look up here. It's all right. What the servant is doing here is, is look, the servant walks out and he's like, dude, I have been called from before I was even born. And yet everything I've done has been useless. It just hasn't worked. But I trust you. I put my trust in you. I put my trust in you, God. And what does God do when he says that? When the servant says that, where does God take him? Deeper. Right? Service just going to the people of Israel. The servant's just going out and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to come to the Jews. I'm going to preach the kingdom of heaven. But it's all been useless. But I trust you. And so he says, my God who formed me in the womb and commissioned me there, then said this, hey, let's go further. Because it's not just for the people of Israel. It is for all. We're moving into a land where there's no borders, servant. 
We're moving into places where you're going to be walking and these huge waves are going to come at you, but I am with you. So keep walking. I'm going to pick your head up and put your eyes above the waves so that you can move through these moments. Because what I've asked you to do is to bring light into a world of darkness. What I've asked you to do is live in such a way so that others may know of my glory. So that those people who can't see above the waves right now, you can reach down and lift them up. So that they can know the strength that is found in me. See, God asks us to do the same thing. He's, he's given us this vision and he's put it pretty far out there for some of us. But we know what it is. We see it. But in order to get there, we've got to start walking on some deep waters. It takes courage. It takes faith. It takes assurance in knowing that what God says is true. The actions that the servant took then, and then the servant took through Jesus, reverberate through these deep waters. The things that they did then, the actions of Jesus Christ, affect us today. What Jesus did on the cross, in the grave, and as he came back and said, I will come back and get you to be with my father. Those actions that happened so long ago affect us today. The actions of Peter, John, and Nathaniel, the actions of Paul, the actions of Lydia, the actions of Phoebe, the actions of these great men and women from our text reverberate throughout the deep waters. Now, they've reached that goal, the vision that God has given them. They're there. But what they did still matters. Here's where a scary part is. The actions that you take, they matter for you. Yeah. But they also matter for your children and their children and their children and on and on. The light that you have that dwells inside of you because of God doesn't just end when you are renewed. Goes forward. They just celebrated a holiday in um, Jerusalem called Tube Shabbat. Close enough? Yep. Good. All right. Tube Shabbat. Um, we were, we were, I was rehearsing that earlier. Uh, and, and what this, this holiday is, is uh, I know about it because um, Stacy said that Daryl had just, I, I saw her last week. She goes, Yeah, Daryl just bought two trees for us. And, and I was like, oh, that's great. She goes, they're in Jerusalem. Oh, okay. Well, good. You don't have to water them, I guess. Um, not your responsibility. But they're in honor of her grandfather and his aunt who have recently passed away. And this holiday celebrates people who have gone before. And what you do is you plant a tree. And the reason you do that to celebrate those, 
those people, those, those lights who have gone before is, is because that tree is not for your benefit. You're not going to get the shade from it. You're not planting it so that you can have shade and fruit. You're planting it so that generations down the road can have shade and fruit. When we moved into our uh, house over here closer to the church, we, we planted a tree in our backyard, a red oak. And, and red oaks grow pretty quick as trees go. Uh, and, and it's grown pretty good size and it's continuing to grow. But that tree is never going to offer me the type of shade that it's going to two generations from now. And that's wonderful. You don't plant those trees so that you get the benefit. You plant it so that someone else does. The actions that you take now can benefit you, yes. But what if you started seeing that in ways that it could benefit generations from now? What if you began to be such a servant in this world that you realize the actions you take right now reverberate? That as you step out on those deep waters and you go into those areas that are no borders and you trust God... That what that says to your children and then to their children and to on and on and on means more than maybe the first step you took. Have you ever thought about that in the way that you live your life? That how you live your life right now tells a story about the kingdom of heaven ten years from now. You ever... uh, how many of you are into, um, like, organic stuff? How many of you organic people? Hippies, raise your hand. Come on. Get them up. I know there's a lot of hippies in here. There's all sections of it. Okay, yeah. So we like to try to, you know, think that uh, we, we want to give our kids the things that are healthy for them. And so we try to stay away from different things, and we try to get organic when we can. And, um, but, you know, being a hippie is expensive, right? Uh, you wouldn't think that. Hippies should be, like, really cheap. And stuff, because that's what you think of it. But no, in order to be organic, you got to pay a whole lot more for stuff. And you got to like really find it and, and do things. And it changes a lot of what you do. But the thing about it is, is while I think it has benefit for me and for, for Jenna and Gracie and Corp, I also think that it has benefit for people down the road because, you know, the Old Testament is full of stories about how people mistreated the earth and then what God did because of it. And no, as Kevin Workman said earlier, I'm not going all Al Gore on people in here. It's just a point to make. What you do matters. The servant was called by God before he was born to lead such a life that thousands of years later, in moments of darkness, we can still grasp that light. If that was true for Jesus, the servant, and we too are called to be those servants. Maybe we need to rethink how we live. Not just for the immediate. But for that cross upon the waters. Shall I get the drums fixed? I'm looking right at you, Daryl. Did you get the drums fixed? 
He turned around. Matt, anyone? Should I hit them and see if they're fixed? Let's, let's see. Nope, nothing. Oh, yeah. Can we do oceans then? It's the kick drum that's the problem? Oh. Do, do I do that? That's not how I do that. Okay. Well, they're going to try to do oceans regardless of not if they have the drums because um, I'm in charge here. And we're going to do this. And the prayer team's going to come up on either side of, of the stage. And look, what, what I want as we go through the song, and you're all going to stand in just a second because you can't sing the song sitting down. It's just way not right. <clears throat> you can lay down if you want. That's different, but not sitting. Um, and and what I want to do is look. As we get to that bridge, especially when, I don't even know if that's called a bridge, but uh, as you get to that, it sounds right because you're walking on water, right? Um, if we get to that bridge and, and we're talking about taking those steps, if you find yourself in a place where, like, you know that God's given you a vision and you just find it a little too hard to take that first step because it's a little scary to do that, come up and pray about it. Um, if you find yourself in a place where you're already in the middle of the water and you're seeing waves instead of above the waves, come up and pray with our prayer team about that. If you are, are there prayer team people here? <laughs> okay, never mind. Everybody just stay seated. We're going to do a completely different song. I saw Casey and Ryan. Ryan, come up here. Um, are the Cantus here? No? You can too pray. That's their last name. That's good. So Ryan will be on one side apparently and I will be on the other. Great. So come and talk to me and Ryan. It's great. Um, he'll be praying about the Seahawks. Uh, so... He's wearing the Seahawks shirt. He's from Washington. Uh, clearly, you might have noticed that the drum thing has really thrown me, um, and I'm just at a loss right now. So thanks for that, AJ. Um, he's not listening. Uh, so, uh, God, we thank you and praise you for this, uh, this time that we've gathered together as your body. Father, I pray as we enter into this time of prayer, of worship, of thanksgiving for you, as we call upon you to take us deeper as we find the strength and the courage to even make a statement like that, Lord, that we would find our spot right by you, that we would know where you are as we journey forward in this life, that as we begin from this point forward to live our lives for you, making decisions that don't just affect us, but they bring the kingdom of heaven now. Help us to have the wisdom to discern what those moments and decisions are. Help us to have the courage to make them when we are confronted with them. Help us to have the strength to move forward in such ways that glorify you. Father, take us deeper. Lead us into waters without borders. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. <clears throat>